Today I'm talking to Aaron Kruger of Compass Nashville back on the show for a second interview. Last interview, episode 113, we talked about how she has built her team of just eight agents selling over 100 million a year and almost 500 transactions a year. Today, we talk about how at this level, she has made and continues to make customer service her best tool for lead generation and growth. Welcome to the Jerry Metcalf Podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. I created this podcast because over the years that I've been an agent, from struggling to successful, I found that the one thing, the one foundation that created the mindset, knowledge, and ability to break through to new levels was the camaraderie and sharing of ideas from other generous and successful agents. Those experiences catapulted my career. They gave me the inspiration and idea to further develop those friendships and share what they have had to share with me to make not only more successful careers for each of us, but a stronger community and better respect for our profession at large. All right, everybody, it's the Jerry Metcalf podcast where top real estate agents tell how they do it. And we have a top, top real estate agent, Erin Kruger from Nashville, back on the show because I could not get enough. This woman <laughs> sold 469 houses in 2000, last year, 2019. 459. 459, okay. wow. whatever, right? Goals, goals for 2019. Right, right, which is probably like a thousand. But anyway, <laughs> she's been the top, top 200 teams in the country. I think you were a top agent in Tennessee. Anyway, just this girl is a rock star. And we talked about how you do that with a lean team. And we're going to go a little bit further because you've even had some transition on your team now and learn about what that is, which is hiring and hiring the right people and how that plays into operations and how you do what you do. So tell us a little bit about your team, I think we were, we, you had, was it eight team members, including admin? Yeah, so eight, including myself. And we had a transition on our team, I think actually right around the time that you interviewed me, I think in February. Okay. Um, one of my young team members, 25 years old, found out she had stage four breast cancer. Oh, wow. And 25. that really threw yeah. our incredibly close-knit group um, just in a tizzy. Um and proud to say we've raised over six figures for her so far and we're not wow. done yet because we're going to make a, we're going to raise a lot of money for her so she can concentrate on her health um wow. and so she's back in pittsburgh right now and you know we were growing anyways because we keep selling homes and there was a need to continue to hire on and so we have been taking the time from february all the way through to Actually, yesterday was onboarding, believe it or not. That's so everybody, this is in, in real time, in publishing time. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit in real time. This is May 17th? 17th. Mid-May. Yeah. Mid-May. We're in mid-May. So that's been March, yeah, May, three months. Yeah. Okay. So we, we interviewed a ton of applicants. Um, and then obviously then my team members got to um, interview them. Compass got to interview them. And we really have three extraordinary team members that are coming on 
two more in the admin position, which is great just to offer up more support, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, you can never have enough. Uh, And then we also have um, which one of the admin is going to be licensed. And then the other uh, admin will be a showing assistant that will then go into be a buyer's agent position because they always start at showing assistant no matter how much um, experience Good that you to have. know. Okay, so let's back up for a minute though and remind everybody the eighteen members, including you, that you had before. How many were agents and how many were admin three months ago? So only two are not licensed. Okay. So so last year we had six licensed, seven with myself. Um, but the, we have several licensed team members that are admin that take on a transaction manager role. Exactly. And I think that gives an extra layer. Exactly. Um, so if I'm, if I'm in a meeting, they can pick up, they've been working with me for four or five years. They know exactly how I think and they can move forward with a repair proposal or something like that. Um, Perfect. which kind of makes it seamless. Um, so yeah, so then we've added two more licensed, obviously, and one unlicensed. And um, yeah, we're just looking forward to hitting the ground running, going into the prime selling season. And the two admin agents, what's their role? Are they going to be transaction, listing, closing, both, all of the above? So so the unlicensed closing coordinator. And then as I spoke about last time, I cross-train all of my team Mm -hmm. members. So the one who's licensed is going to be doing some showing assistant work. She's going, we're just going to kind of put her in a couple different positions. Um, obviously she still has her own sphere, so she'll be the buyer's agent for her own sphere. Um, and then she'll just work up to it. I mean, I want, I'm very particular on how we do things. And so I want to make sure it's done the Aaron Kruger team way. Exactly. Which is like (laughs) great on steroids. So closing coordinator, showing assistant. So two showing assistants. I gotcha, 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 um, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. so two showing assistants for the license. The one showing assistant will pivot and they'll work a little bit in listings. They're gonna work and I'm gonna see gotcha. where best they're suited for their strengths because I wanna play on their strengths obviously as well um, and see where they can help us out. Awesome, so we're gonna, I'm gonna go backwards a little bit to the last interview, but I think it will help everybody. So you yeah. kind of, your team is structured kind of in departments. Like you've got yeah. new construction, divisions. you've got, or divisions, mm-hmm. you've got new construction. You've got, so give us, remind us a little bit about that. And then I think we're going to go into some operations and some marketing too. Um, So tell me. Yeah. We have the investor division and then we have builders and developers. Mm -hmm. We have our regular resale division Mm -hmm. and then we have Relo. That's awesome. Okay. So you've got investor, builder, developer, resale and Relo. And Relo means you're actually working with like the Relo Reload, or how do you define, what does Reload so com- mean to you? So companies that are coming in, yeah. but then also, uh, I spoke a little bit about this last time, one of my team members came to me with an idea because we saw that we were helping so many families from a certain city that were coming in, and we're like, how can we capture on this, right? Yeah. How can we market to them to basically bring them in? And um, she said, I have this idea, I've been reading a lot, she's very techy. And she's like, I've been reading a lot about click funnels and different marketing ways to kind of get them. And, you know, do you mind, you know, sending me to some of these classes or whatever? Well, I ended up going to the 10X conference in Miami in, I think it was January. And lo and behold, I was there and Russell Brunson was speaking and he was, he's kind of like the wow, yeah. founder of all click funnels, if you will. Okay. Um, 
And so then I finally got it, you know, seeing his presentation, I saw how those work and things like that. So I was texting Kat, who's on my team. And I said, you know, Hey, I'm going, I'm going to, you know, pay for you to, to do this, to go to this course that she wanted to go. Well, of course, you know, they're always upselling you there. So well, of course I'm they like, are. That's her job, right? Everything. They're like, today, one time only, it's this amount of money. So why don't we upsell at listing presentations? I digress. Yeah. But seriously, ser- okay, oh my gosh, I can't wait. So let's stick to this story first. So Russell Branson, click funneling. Brunson, yeah. Brunson, yeah. sorry. He's talking, he's speaking about how great this is. I'm, I'm understanding. I'm finally getting it how it reaches everyone and how there's all these different funnels that you can use. So, and so, so now yeah. I'm going to stop you though, for all of our listeners, what exactly is click funneling? What does that mean? Is that like, like pay-per-click kind of stuff or is that something else? Well, no. So basically what you're doing is you're just funneling down. I'm sure you've seen them. So if you're, say you're reading an article online mm-hmm. and there'll be an ad. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Say, Say, for instance, that you were um, on Lululemon and you were picking out some workout stuff and then you're like, you know, I probably should be on a protein shake or talk about something. And then all of a sudden a protein shake ad is right there. And then you click it and it's like, and you're like, okay, this looks good. And then it's like, if you buy now, it's two more free. And it kind of takes you through a chain. They capture your information and they're bringing it back. Well, it can be used in any industry. Real estate's just one of those industries, but it's also about how you use it. I mean, yeah. we're not given two houses when you buy one. I mean, it, it's it's talking about, you know, you get a free relocation guide, put your information here about Nashville, um, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're kind of capturing them, an exclusive list of off-market homes, whatever your yeah. niche is, luxury yes. homes, um, yeah. whatever it may be. Um, and then you can capture these people. And this is this is a long play. These are not people that are going to be, you know, in, a, in 30 days, close a house. This is somebody who's going to be in your pi- pipeline and you're going to nurture them. Mm-hmm. And so then we've set up, obviously, a way to nurture them through our CRM. Mm-hmm. And then Kat is responsible for nurturing them. Okay. And Kat is able to take on those buyer leads. And then when her um, deck is full then she will divvy those out to the team because this was her idea to put this particular marketing thing. And that's what I talked about. I spoke to you about before. That's awesome. Is that it's, yeah. it's very important for me where people come to me on the team as a team player and say, I want to do this. Will you put the money behind it and make it yeah. happen? So I'm the one that's, you know, putting all the money behind it for all the technology and the space that we're buying. And she's putting the time behind it. Yep. Because I don't have time to do that. Exactly. And then we split. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Awesome. So do you talk about the team splits on, on, does it, do you, do you guys share team splits? Do you want to go there and kind of share with us how you set that up? That'd be awesome. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I pretty much run my team very similar to a lot of teams. It's Mm -hmm. It's a 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Um, split between a buyer's agent and myself. Okay. And so, I mean, I'm the rainmaker. And so when you're a young agent, and this is something I normally take experienced agents. There were very few young agents that I ever brought on. You know, they take more time, obviously. So they'll yeah. be on a 640 at first with then, but I'm quickly getting they're them getting off of four, They're getting 40, you get 60, and then they get up to 50, 50. It's my time. Yeah, exactly. more time of myself. 
Um, and then they're gradually slipping off of that. And, and exactly. that is very quick. Yeah. I want them, I want them to make as much money as possible. Um, so they're happy and they, they get excited about it. So it's just one of those things where I think I said before, you know, I don't tell people when there's a lead that comes through that maybe they called me directly and I'm going to hand off and I've already converted them. I have them coming in for a consult. I'll just turn around and say, do you want to leave? It could okay. be 300 or it could be 1.5 million. It could be 2 million. I mean, it could be 500. Exactly. And they're like, yes, I want it. They don't yeah. ask how much. That's awesome. Now, how do you, how does that happen? Well, there's a joke on the team. It says, how close are you to Aaron? How proximity? And right. we, have a, we have a team member that we always say, she's always got a toe on me. She's like right behind me all the time mm -hmm. um, in my office because oh, I awesome. have an open door policy on my mm -hmm. team. We have two offices, uh, one that's a large team office, one that is for my assistant and myself. If anybody's able, there's a big round table in there. Anybody's able to work in there with me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, and I encourage them to come in and work with me, hear, hear how I'm speaking with clients on the phone, how I'm converting leads, um, how I'm dealing with other agents on really tough situations. Yesterday, dealing with an appraisal situation on an appraiser that basically had a pride issue. And I was like, it's black and white, buddy. Um, you know, but to wow, say the nice way to, awesome. get, yeah, to get things across. Um, so those who put the work into it, those who show up, mm -hmm. um, get leads. I mean, we do have a, we do have a first to claim through our CRM. So anybody who calls in, um, who doesn't call my cell phone directly, mm -hmm. um, if they're emailing in through the website or whatever, that's going to be, um, first to claim. So it'll pop up on all of their phones. The first one who swipes, it immediately starts ringing and they can then speak to the lead. Now, how, what program do you use for that? I use follow up boss. Oh, that's right. So follow up yeah. boss even does that. Follow up yeah. boss is pretty awesome. I've been hearing a lot yeah. about just follow up boss lately. A lot of people. And that's also people. got a CRM built into it too. Yeah, it is a CRM. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm curious about your marketing, but before I ask you about that, I want to know about these appraisal issues. So like, how does that conversation go with you've got, you said, you know, you had a recent appraisal. You're like, dude, it's black and white. Like, but how do you handle the ego in that to get these things resolved and get it, get the deal done? Well, I mean, you know, we like to be out on the out on site when the appraiser is going to be there. But these Nashville appraisers, they're getting very, very sneaky, and they're telling us they're going to be there at eleven, and they come early or they come later, and it's just, you know, they just don't want to see the agent. So interesting. Um, yep. So I always, whether they call my transaction manager or myself directly, we make sure we get their phone number and their email mm -hmm. because I want to make sure I'm also sending them comparables as well as a list of upgrades that are in the home. Because if they do come when we're not there, um, they at least have the information. Exactly. And I always try to be a source of you know value for them or a, just another another source they can say, hey, you know, maybe I knew about something that was off market that hasn't necessarily hit the tax records yet. It's not popping up yet. Maybe it happened yesterday. Um, just exactly. because of the sheer volume that we do. Exactly. So I try to come to them as as a valuable resource to help. And make sure they understand that's what you are, not a know-it-all agent that wants to cause trouble and have a fight. Right. Yeah. I'm just trying to get my seller yeah. to Los Angeles so she can be with her fiance. Right. 
Right. I was actually talking everybody to a client. It could be a win-win for everybody. Right. Well, what you just said made me think of, I was talking to a client today who negotiates for a living and he's like, you know, there are people, people have their position and then they have their interest. Like their position is to get the house to appraise. But what, what is that position for? To get this lovely client with her fiance in LA. So when right. you understand the interest or what is the interest of the appraiser, and his position, and that you can get so much out of the way. Or you know, I'm going to quote Chris Voss: "Find the black swan." Same thing. There you go. Isaac's laughing. Everybody, I love it. Okay, <laughs> so, so you've got this great efficient team. You've got divisions of your team. You've got different team members running different divisions to keep it efficient. You've got a lot of ownership, a lot of responsibility. Going to give a plug. Energy Bus, great book. Positive people on the team. Before I kind of segue into your marketing, what do you think is, you know, what do you think is the biggest common denominator or key element in having such a strong, efficient, organized, productive, successful team? Um, it's it's just hiring the right people. It's well, hiring you say that like it's so easy, Erin. It's not. It is not easy. Right. It took us from. February to mid-May to find the right people um, just for our recent hire. But I think you've got to find people that really want to work. Um, yeah. There's so many people that are so entitled, that have this entitlement to them and, and just don't want to put the, the time into it. And, and so I set the stage when I do my interviews, especially the first interview in, I kind of do a litmus test, if, if you will. There's two things that I say. I, I talk about a luxury listing that we had. Mm -hmm. And one of my team members went out. Of course, we had to be on site to show it. Mm -hmm. And we had a professional athlete and their agent coming to the house. And this house was in Bellmead, which was, is a, a very affluent part of Nashville. Um, however, yeah. it was in a flood way, not a flood zone, a flood way. So critical like issue. Um, mm -hmm. And so it sat for a little bit just because of that. It's not for everybody. Um, but ways are not for everybody. I mean, right. Okay. Everyone doesn't. Yeah. Right. They don't want to be in a Not everybody likes okay. those. Yes. But they do want to be in Bellmead. Yes. Their price is good. Key. So, exactly. So we, we hadn't had a showing for like a week and a half in between. So she goes over about 45 minutes before the showing, you know, to make sure everything's good. She notices really quickly that there is a ring in one of the toilets mm -hmm. and you know, she doesn't call me and say, what do I do? She runs out to her car and grabs a rag and removes the ring and just tells me afterwards. And I'm like, Georgia, you know, and she's like, you gotta do what you gotta do. We gotta sell these houses. That's what I'm, that's talking, what about. I'm talking about. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Like it's a ring in a toilet. What would you do? Like you get it out. I love it. it. I yeah. love it. So what That's is your litmus test in the interview though? Like how do you use that to So I tell so I talk about that that we're okay. that kind of team player that I will, you know, wipe up the mud, you know, muddy footprints if I see it. I'm I will do the same job you would do. I'm in the trenches. Exactly. And then I tell the story about Georgia, which is true story. Um, but then what I do is I tell tell them how really involved I am with my team and their goals. So every December I sit down with my team members and I, and I carve out a plan mm -hmm. of how they can get to their goals for the next year. They tell me what their goals are. We write them down and then we do um, action items to get there. 
And sometimes their, their goals, I know they could be so much larger and I kind of push them. I'm like, I think you can do a little bit more than that. Or, oh, that's or awesome. sometimes they're so crazy. I'm like, how are we going to do this? Like what, what else is yeah. going to change to make this happen? Is this yeah. realistic? So there's all kinds of things here that we talk about. So I always tell them, I want to know what their one to five year goal is. So tonight, do me a favor, shoot me an email. It doesn't have to be long just with what your one to five year goal is. Did you notice, Jerry, that I said five, tonight? One to five, yeah. No, tonight, tonight, I want the email. Yeah. Not tomorrow. Right. Tonight. So if they don't send me the email with the goals. Yeah. What do you on. mean? They don't go to second round of interviews. If I'm interviewing somebody and I say, hey, go ahead and send me this. I said to them, send it to me tonight. Yeah. They're not hearing. I need people that can hear. We like move tonight. so fast. If you can't we move, move so that fast, fast. I, don't I love that. Interesting. And you can use it with anything. I mean, I have an amazing assistant right now. I used to, back before I had an assistant, say, just do me a favor, uh, send me your references tonight. You know, it can be something like that. But of course, she already had the references. So I'm like, she's got everything. She she's just already making sure. References. She's, yeah. She's just, but, it's just uh, a test. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. so smart. Okay, what's the other one? I guess the um, other one was telling them the or give me more. I love this. Well, so I haven't done this recently, but in the past, I've gone out to lunch or a coffee or something like that with somebody mm -hmm. um, during an interview. And I used to, when I was first out of college, I was in medical sales. And so I did not know at the time when I was you know, first being interviewed for a, a pharma position that they were really judging me from the moment you come in the lobby, how you react with the janitor, how you react with the receptionist. They're watching everything. They're all little molds. Love okay? it. Yeah. So I remember sitting at a table after I had an interview with three people and they said, okay, Aaron, we're going to go in the other room and we're going to call you on this phone and you need to sell us widgets, ga gadgets, and gizmos. And I was like 22 years old. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm in this big boardroom. They just left. There's cameras I can see in the upper corners that I know that they're looking at me. And I have to keep composure. It's not necessarily if I'm getting the numbers correct. Yeah. It's about fluidity on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they're judging, they're judging that. So that was kind of an interesting thing. And then they brought me to lunch. And they were wanting to know if I would salt and pepper my food before I tasted it if I made preconceived judgments before digging into the situation. Wow. I never salt and pepper my yeah. food. So yeah. that's because you want to taste it. You want to evaluate. Yeah, I want to taste it. And it's usually really good anyway. <laughs> yeah. The but chef knows what he's doing. Yeah. Seriously. Or anyway, no, I'm having fun. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like salt. Why would you do that? Why would you put salt on it? But there are people anyway, that just make so, rush judgments. Oh, that is so anything. interesting. Never thought about that. You yeah. could like do a whole book on that. Okay. So I don't have time to take everyone out to lunch that I interview. No, and ask them if they saw. Just a little bit yeah, of test here there. little things. The little things. That's the, they, they tell, especially when they're not conscious of, they're conscious of so much, but when it's the little things that'll catch them off guard, then you can find out their nature, what they're about, what they're going to be like to work with, and what yeah. they're going to have to offer the team. Yeah. Okay, so... We've talked a lot about operations and team, and I love Energy Bus, by the way, and you've just introduced me to a new book, Power of Positive Leadership, everyone. 
<clears throat> we've already got two books and I haven't even asked for one yet. But on business lead generation, I mean, you're selling, I always say 469, 459, whatever. Round up, tomato, okay. tomato, right, yeah, 500. <laughs> I like 500. 542. 500. Just shot at 500. We'll get 500. We'll sell them 500 houses a year. So you're doing that. Now, I know you've got group, you've got all these things going on, but, but still, how do you do, what is your, you know, it's, I'm going to let you answer, but, how, you know, relationship development, sure, some education in there, sure, some marketing, sure, but how do you really do, how do you generate those, that many deals? You're generating more and closing 500 of them a year. How do you do that? Is it marketing? Um, it happen overnight. <laughs> um, and I... I have to be honest with you because our team is so lean, it's our systems are super tight. Yeah. They have to be. I think I spoke to you before and you did like a little sound bite about they can't get the names wrong. I um, love that. You're like, you're like, I know my face wait, is I like, I love that. That moment. If a name is wrong, it's not going on. And out. you're like, let me tell you something. Yeah. You can't get the uh, names wrong. <laughs> love that. All right. But, but it's true. Every little detail matters. So we're, yeah, keep going. we're extremely conscious about everything. And when I say that we have a checklist for everything, we have a checklist for everything. For instance, yeah. mm -hmm. so I, yesterday, I had back-to-back -back appointments. I mean, just from 6 a.m. early at a development walk. I was walking land all the way through. I think I walked in the house at 7.45 last night. And if that's wow. not normal, normally I'll be home by 6.30. Yeah. So it was a very long day. Um, and, and I was not in the office. I was from appointment to appointment to appointment. And mm -hmm. so I had an orientation for one of my buyers in my sphere mm -hmm. for one of their homes. And as, as soon as I come in, my sister made sure that my car had everything that I needed for that day. Mm -hmm. So I'm handing our buyers, it's like the little touches, even though they're under contract, we've been building this house with them. Mm -hmm. They're at their blue tape walkthrough, their orientation. I hand them a bag that says, let's get packing. In there are commercial like tape, sharpies, yeah. name, you know, things like that. Just as like, let's get packing. It's time to go like the movers. It's just something. And we do that with all of our buyers at the inspection. So it's just like that next step. We don't have to do that. It's just that little extra thing. The details. So what's, what's in this Let's Get Packing bag? So it, all it is, it's like tape. It's like a commercial, you know, yeah. the, really sturdy like tape. Yeah. So like two of them Duck in there. Or, yeah. We've got, yeah, we've got Sharpies in there, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, just to start, start packing. Just, it's just something little. Yeah, but and it's just I'm, thoughtful that you are, exactly. it's, it expresses empathy with a gesture. Right. And, and so, yeah. And, and then we give them a closing gift, which is, you know, really depends upon, you know, who they mm -hmm. are and, you know, what, what level obviously of home they're buying or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, we have a couple great gifts that we give. And then what we do is if they buy a home that has a refrigerator, that's already there and it hasn't been removed. We show up to the house early before they get there for the final walkthrough on the day of closing. Mm -hmm. And we have the Aaron Kruger team pizza boxes and it says happy move in day with our logo on it. And this box sits in the refrigerator. We don't tell them about this box mm -hmm. because they're not opening the refrigerator. 
And we put in, you know, we can put in a six pack of beer, we can put in some champagne and some wine, we can put some soda, a thing of water, but inside the box is our pizza slicer and a gift card to a local pizza restaurant for takeout on the day of movie. Oh, that's so awesome. when there have movers everywhere and they have nothing in the fridge, they open up their fridge and they have this. And I cannot tell you, this is after closing. Yeah. They, they may get this huge body size Yeti with all the alcohol and all like doormats and all kinds of stuff for closing and everything like that. But it's the little pizza box with the $20 that they are Gift just certificate. Bored about. It's just a little thing. Wow. That's awesome. And so that starts this relationship of these ninjas that I have, these water cooler ninjas that I spoke to you about. Yeah. There are so many, there are days where I pick up the phone and I am getting five, seven, ten leads from yeah. my sphere. Yeah. So it's, it's because when I talk to you about business, which I really love, it's like, okay, so how do you generate leads? And you're like, well, you see when our clients close up and then you start, you keep telling me all of the things you're doing for your clients and all of your processes and operations. I'm like, but right. But what, what, what's the farming that you do? Or what's the, like, but, like, you're not giving me that. I'm sure you're doing that, but you're focused. Paid, so when I yeah. first started in real estate, I paid for leads. Right. Um, I, I don't think I could afford Zillow leads at the time. I mean, I, I, I don't think, I don't even know if they were 13 years ago. Well, I don't even I, know. Well, Zillow was around 13 Zillow years ago. can just shoot me now, but I think it's like, well, I actually, I know people who do really well with that stuff. Yeah. To me, it's, it's like, all, it's, it's like, all about why am I paying you to be your data call center? Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry for all those who love Zillow calls. That's just me. But go ahead. Yeah. Right. It's, here's the deal. It works. It works well for those who can, who know how to work a system. There's exactly. an art to converting a very, very cold lead and not everybody can do it. Exactly. Um, two very successful realtors and one started as an ISA and one has never made a cold call in their life. And come the recession, um, if you aren't nurturing your sphere, the person who started as an ISA will probably survive. Wow. Because now, ISA, afraid. tell us what ISA is. ISA is like cold caller or inside sales agent. Inside sales agent. I gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. It's just because a lot of times, if you think about it, if you have a certain market, some especially if you're in the luxury realm or something like that, a lot of times they're just going to stay, right? They won't sell. They'll just ro- try to ride it through if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens in every single price point if, if they can't kind of make it work. If you just figure out what the heck is selling, you sell it. I don't know what you did. I did. Well, how long have you been an agent? What year did you start? 13 years I've been in. So what is oh, that? So you were here. Yeah, you were in you 08. You were an agent in 08. Yeah. Like in 08, oh, yeah. I got really good at short sales. But I actually picked up some really good clients because I was clever in my negotiating. And I ended up picking up some, that's how I actually broke into luxury because the builder clients were like, and the financial advisors were like, you need to deal with her because she knows what she's doing. Whereas, but anyway, that's a whole nother topic. So tell me about your, so when you go, obviously you've built such a strong team that really it's, or tell me if this, this is what I'm hearing. You've got, you've got your divisions, you've got strong team members, you've got a pipeline of business coming in really based on really strong service delivery. Um, Mm -hmm. in addition to that, do you do newsletters? Do you do mailers? Do you generate leads on your website? Do you, what does that look like? All of the above. 
Okay, so tell I us mean, how that works. So I guess I'm one of those people that are not afraid to spend money to try new things, a new idea, but I also have to see a return, right? I, for instance, um, one of the things that I implemented four years ago, and this actually made a huge difference in my business, um, was I hired a PR firm. Mm, okay. And so I started my, um, my career in, in PR. Um, and so, you know, advertising marketing is great. You know, it's, it's kind of that, you know, I'm telling you how great I am type of thing. Here's yeah. how many homes I've sold. Yeah. Um, but if somebody is quoting you as a source, as an expert in something in the paper, that's worth so much more. Oh, absolutely. So in, yeah. So when the Amazon news broke, I was the first agent that the Tennessean called. So that quote landed me a ton of listings because people absolutely. are top, you know, top agent. So I was very strategic. So what happened was when I knew, I think, what was it, 2015, I knew I was going to be ranked number one in Tennessee and 15 in the country for the most homes sold. Mm -hmm. So I hired this PR firm. And I hired them two months before the June rankings came out. And I said, listen, I know this is going to happen. I know, I, I know I'm going to be, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be number one, but we need to kind of do a strategy around this because the firm that I was at, they don't do anything. Now, so, pause for a minute. This was before you had a team. This is individual. Yeah. Like I had like an assistant, like wow. closer. You're, if but you're I number, one, call if you're number one in the country, and yeah, you, and you had, you had an assistant. Of course you did. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. So anyway, so keep going. You had this, oh my God, she wasn't really an agent by herself because she had an assistant. I'm giving you a hard time. So anyway, so go, so finish the yeah. story. I just wanted to make sure everybody so, knew like the yeah. frame of reference. So, I had, so what, so this ended up right. It came out that I was number one. So the first thing that they did is they got, they got me on the radio with, I think it was NPR or something like that. Wow. Um, it was an AM and I did not get it, right? Yeah. It was an AM station. I'm like, AM, this is what you're kidding me? I'm, of course I'm like in the post, like I'm in post, I'm this, all this. But let me tell you something. That's a, that's a that big one. That's a big one. I, yeah, that's a big one. So yeah, go Dude, ahead. I had no idea the legs, the years of that, le that, that, because it went on a written article that linked to the actual live interview as well. Oh, and wow. time that you would keyword search top agent in Nashville, I was coming you up. up there. That's so, awesome. To have a PR company on retainer, that brought me hundreds of clients. Wow. By all these articles. Now I'm becoming the person, like the go-to person, you know, for a certain... Um, staging piece or talking about our market or opportunity zones that are now, come, you know, that we're out. And, you know, just to speak on this stuff at a high level, I'm, I'm the, their go-to person that they want to call. Um, awesome. Now, do you yes, find so the, to make sure that that happens? Yeah. The PR firm made the introductions. Now, what sure. do you, did the PR firm makes the introductions? Do you keep them on retainer to keep that going? Or do you kind of get your introductions and run with it? And, or how did all that work so, for you? So I kept them on, I didn't have I'm a little cheap sometimes because I was like, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work. It's kind of like with a lead service. I'll try you out for three months and see how this goes. Right. Um, right. So, 
I was just paying. I just basically said, do your thing. This is my goal. Just do it. I don't want you on retainer. Let's just do month to month. I don't want a commitment. And let's see how we this goes. We have that in common. Right, right. And so after about six months of realizing, okay, this really works, then it was, let's put you on retainer. Awesome. But I'm like that with a lead service too. I'm like, I'm not going to go sign up for the year. You give me three months. Well, Here and for leads, so do you, you are, let's do three months. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you use a lot of lead services to feed the team or had, or do you have enough? How does that work for you? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, you know, I started my career buying leads. I still buy leads. I zip codes and stuff like that. See, we're the opposite that way. Right. Yeah, I've never bought leads. But. Yeah, well, so the reason why I do it is it's because there's certain zip codes where there's no one that touches my numbers, the amount of homes that I've sold. Yeah. So I'm coming up naturally as the number one agent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I can parlay that with neighboring zip codes where maybe I'm not, and then I'm, I'm getting that. So you see... Do you see what I'm saying? I well, use that. You've got already. it right to, to restate it to just to make sure I'm understanding everybody else's is that you've created, I always talk about like when you develop business, you've got a position and you've got a prospect and those two have to feed one another. So you keep, as you become more successful, you're more positioned in your market. So every time you prospect, it's easier and easier to win business. So when you're buying leads, you're already warm because your name has gotten so big when you buy leads and, call, and you've got such great systems that you can follow up and deliver, you can deliver on it. A lot of agents might say, oh, I'm going to buy a thousand leads and they can't keep up or people aren't interested in them because they're like, but I don't even know who you are. And you're just answering the phone and who's the listing agent? Leave me alone. So is that kind of a, does that kind of phrase it up? Yeah. And the leads are only, I mean, everyone complains about different services that they use or yeah. you know, the validity of them or whatever, but it's only as good as your follow-up is. I mean, you know, if you think about it, I'm sure you get phone calls. Every agent gets phone calls about, yeah. you know, all of, um, you know, all these greatest, latest marketing things that they want to sell you. I oh, think I was God. getting, we I get had a way phone call an hour ago. We get, uh, me too. Isaac was right. here. He heard it. <laughs> yeah. And, right. and I just, I just, you know, it just bogs us down. And exactly. I just feel like, you know what? I'm a busy person. If you're, if you're talking to me about something that I'm interested in, I, I say to you, listen, I'm interested in this, but I'm, I'm walking into a meeting right now. Do me a favor. Call me on Tuesday afternoon. That's when I'll be available. I have a time block on my schedule. So if you call me back on Tuesday afternoon, you're going to get me. Yeah. Now that's a, a fictitious date. So nobody call me on Tuesday afternoon, but I'm just saying, um, but if you call me on Tuesday afternoon, right. you can try to sell me. And if it's yeah. of interest, I'll buy into it. Yeah. And if it's not, but guess what? He didn't call me on Tuesday afternoon. He called me today, which is a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of Tuesday. It's Thursday night, everybody. Thursday night. It's not Friday. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. Everybody knows. I'm just, again. I like to mess it. You're so much fun. Okay. All right. No, that's awesome. Okay. So now give us, because we're supposed to go for about five more minutes, maybe it'll okay. be 10, but give us a picture of in the world of lead generation and marketing, how would you sum up what and how you do it or what it looks like? What's the picture of that? So, um, I spent a lot of money, I think just on my regular sphere of hitting them between 33 and 35 touches. Okay. Um, so, and we try to do it different because think about it. You can't send them the same gift every single year, every, you know, every touch. Yeah. It's, and these are not, you know, 
very expensive gifts. People like free stuff. They right. just like to be thought of. And whether well, it's their yeah, birthday, yeah. an anniversary of their home, or whatever. Like for the 4th of July, uh, my marketing um, team member and I were brainstorming yesterday on a call. And, you know, we were thinking, oh, well, do we do little like cool shades that we buy off of Amazon in bulk? And we say, you know, post your pictures on social and stuff like that. But which is really cool, right? Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So but my sphere is huge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really expensive. I was like, okay, uh, this is really, really, really expensive. What what can we do that's flat so I don't have to pay like bulk? You know, like it's a flat exactly. Reel yeah. So what we did, we're doing like custom like tattoos, like face tattoos for all the kids. With you know, like with the like the smart you know, yeah. fireworks and different stuff, so you can like put that on your face and it's flat. Exactly. Exactly. So they okay. can put it on their arms. So wait, Kids love that. Families, stuff like that. And then they can post it on social. Now that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so because I mean I'm gonna ask you, we're gonna get your listing presentation in in the in the next two minutes. But before I do okay. that, do you get okay, so like how many newsletters do you send out? Do you have, you know, obviously you have like your 33 touch to your sphere of influence, and then you have follow-up programs on follow-up boss that are probably automated. And you do newsletters once a month? Quarterly. Quarterly. And then you mm-hmm. do mail or snail mail. Do you do snail mail? I do. And how I do, often? I, I do that as needed. I kind of, I don't, I do it at certain times of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I have to be careful because as you, if you know anything about print mail, there's certain bigger t- times of the year where print mail is actually, um, has better capture rate. Right. So we kind of do it like more into the fall, fall time period. Um, that works better for us. And then we also kind of go and do it from like, we just did one uh, from April, the beginning of May. Like there's like that little bridge right there. Yeah. So those are two time periods that now I Now how do you know which time periods work? Um, I just read an article sometime, like oh somewhere. My, and I was like, okay, she this knows is that from somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So you've got PR firm, snail mail when it works, according to the article. And then you've got recording to research. We'll just call it that. Yeah. And then you've yeah. got your newsletters that go out quarterly. And then mm-hmm. you've got kind of your gifts and whatnot that goes out. And then for listings, do you do postcards? Do you do all digital and social media, digital marketing? What does that other than the emails? Yeah, yeah we're huge in the social. So, and we're trying to get better and better every single day. Um, and, you know, the thing about social that's hard for me is that people love the human story, right? They, mm-hmm. they love to see you. They love to see you talking about things. That's mm-hmm. hard for me. That's not really my thing. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to get over that, but we have always a huge response, you know, when we do videos or branding videos or, or even talk about new construction and we do like an informative little dive down, like a 60 second um, minute, you know, that just kind of tells you what to kind of watch out for new construction or some tips or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. um, yeah. But all of that type of stuff works well. Um, as far as on the listing side of things, are you talking about to get listings? Either one. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm just so, talking marketing right now. And then I'm going to ask yeah. you what your listing presentation looks like. But yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, sometimes I have to say we're really lucky with the fact that through all the hard work and all of, all of kind of the ninjas out there. I have clients of mine who are my lead generators. So I had a client two days ago, call me and say, listen, they went with this other agent. I just saw they took it off the market. I went over there. I knocked on his door and I said, 
you got to go out of the state to get anybody better. Here's her card. You got to call her, you know? Yeah. And so he's like, and I'm going to keep following up until he calls you. I'm like, <laughs> that is the best, isn't it? That's yeah. the best. Like get raving fans. Fabian Fredrickson says that like get, get fans and that do a good job for people. And you put, you put out to the world, they're going to give it right back to and you. Have fun That's awesome. Absolutely. I mean, we're really blessed to be in the career that we're in to work with all different types yeah. of people. We get to be our own bosses. Exactly. Um, and, and we really get to love what we do. Exactly. I mean, this is, this is a, you know, we get to be a very big part of somebody's big, the biggest purchase that they make. So now the last question, well, it's not the last question. It's like the next to the last question. But how, how would you say you look at the listing presentation? Do you do a presentation? Is it just an appointment? Do you, I mean, like, what is the vibe? What is the energy? How does it go? Tell us what you can tell us about what that looks like so, for you. Okay, so I'm, so when I, I always do the listing presentations myself. So I'm the one who goes out. For every um, listing the team has, you do, you're the listing Everyone. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Yep. So, you know, I think it's just an art, right? You're playing to the person that's with you. So mm-hmm. if they're lower keyed, you need to be a little bit more lower keyed. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to play to who that person is. I think that sometimes people just are analytical. They just want to know the numbers. They want to get to the numbers. They don't want to see all the fluff. So right. there's a way that you got to be able to go through, say, 45 pages with the, with quickly. And then there are other people <laughs> that just want the fluff. So you need to be right. able to play to the yeah. audience that you have. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and at the end of the day, what I tell all of my clients is, look, I sell a lot of homes, but none of that matters. What matters is our relationship and how I'm going to sell your home and how I'm going to market it. And this is how I'm going to do it. And I start to go through everything that I'm doing. And a lot of times that they say to me, well, how much is that going to cost me? Like, what is your fee? That's like, what are you going to tell best. me? It's going to be 10%? Yeah. That's like, awesome. You give me for six. <laughs> you know, so, and then they just laugh, and it's, and it's just kind of light, and they see the value that I'm bringing to the table, because I do spend money on my listings. Yeah. I don't stick a sign in the yard. Exactly. Um, and forget about them. And I tell them when we're going to be communicating with them on updates. Yes, they're going to get the feedback throughout, whether it's through phone call, you know, through emails or whatever, because I want to know what they prefer. It's all about them. This is all about serving our clients. Exactly. Beautifully said. I'm going to like cut you off. Bye. I'm done. That was perfect. It's all about serving our clients. Isaac, edit everything else out. (laughs) I do do have one more. Actually, there were like three I heard in there. Um, But we'll just have to do three, right? Last question. And even though you kind of just said it right there, but I'm going to ask it anyway. This is what we're going to finish on. What is, because we've already got, actually, do you have any more book? Well, you already gave us the book. Power of Positive Leadership. Is that it? Have to read it. Have to read it. I think I've read it for the fourth time. Have to read it. Right. Fourth? Oh, no. I've still read, I've only read Never Split the Difference six times. I'm still on six. Wow. Well, it's because I read Energy Base. I have have to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so we got in book power of positive leadership you read four times or energy bus four times both uh energy bus twice okay and it's by the same author so yeah it's kind of like part two energy bus i can't wait okay so last last question what is the one thing if me or everybody listening to this if we're only going to retain one thing from this interview what would you hope that that one thing would be 
They got from my interview? Mm-hmm. Right here, right now, today. Um, I just think that, <laughs> sorry, you kind of went out there for a second. So, oh, sorry about that. I just think that, I think that all of, you know, the sales and, you know, all the things that come along with it are really great flashy things. But at the end of the day, it's all about the people. It's about the people you work with. It's the people that you serve. Um, it's about the firms you affiliate with. Um, it's how you're involved in your association. Um, I talked about having an open door policy. It's about not being too big for your pants. I mean, you just need to not, you leave your ego at the door. You just become collaborative and you just want to help other people. Um, you know, we were doing a, a hire and there was a team right down the way that said, Kruger, I know you've got some kind of manual. I know you've got something that can help us. And I was like, here you go. It's not like these are secrets. That's awesome. Um, we're here to help each other and we're here to serve other people. And so if we keep that as our main focus of being kind, being humble, um, always reading and trying to get better every single day, then you're going to be better. Awesome. Thank you.